Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Drive Through HR. It is uh, Tuesday, August 6th, and um, our, our beauty of our live show is that just as we kicked off, uh, one of our co-hosts uh, fell off, but now I think he's I'm, back. So uh, welcome back. to Drive Through HR. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Robin Schooling, one of, uh, one of your co-hosts, and I'm going to toss it over to uh, Mike Vandervoort, who has dialed back in. Hey. Hello, Mike. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Robin. I was ne- I have never dialed quite so frantically as that in my life. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> we're going live, and the phone decided to hang out. So sorry about that. Um, hi, everyone. It's Mike Vandervoort uh, coming to you live from the Atlanta airport at the Delta SkyMile Lounge. <laughs> so we're we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a different a little bit different format show today. We have a, a we have several folks that are gonna gonna talk HR in a minute. Um, I guess what I wanted to bring in, you know, is that um, a few, just about a month ago, we did our 1400th show. Um, we had Jessica Miller Merrill and Merrill Miller and Brian Wempen on, who had done the very first show of Drive Through HR. I think it was never released, and uh, we talked about sort of the history and had had a, had a bunch of laughs. And starting this month, um, we're going through yet another uh, reboot of Drive Through HR. We we're going to continue to talk. Uh, Things related to HR practitioners and, and uh, talent acquisition, and this, the the same general topic area, but we're going to try to to uh, br- bring a little more flow to the to the show. And so, given that, we're uh, going to have a couple of hosts, and our uh, our our Robin and I will be sticking around. Um, and then we're going to have Dwayne Way, who has been a fill-in host many times and is known and loved by all. Uh, and, well, also no, okay. <laughs> and also Crystal Miller, who is actually one of the was one of the uh, sort of the second generation of hosts, I think, along with myself, Maureen Tinkup and Isha Raghavan. So, Dwayne and Crystal, welcome to Drive Through. Hey, uh, and I guess Crystal, why don't you? Uh, why don't if you're actually here, we're having problems with getting connected up front. Why don't you kind of kind of talk about the what we're going to do and a, your, a little bit about yourself for those who may not know you unthinkably <laughs> well I mean I'm sure there's people who don't know me but uh, I am Crystal Miller actually I'm Crystal Miller Lay now I um, got married a couple years ago but same person same personality uh, yeah I've been with drive through HR in some capacity since I think 2012 maybe 2013 somewhere in there um, so it's great to be back and I think we're all really looking at there's HR has evolved so much over the last 60 years that, you know, it's, it's not personnel anymore. It's not any one thing. There's a lot of different facets to it. And so I think part of this reboot is looking at the four of us and the four very different sections of the human capital industry that we serve and being able to share those different perspectives and topics on a regular basis with our listeners. So for me, you know, it's on Wednesdays being able to go through and looking at employer branding and talent attraction and recruitment, and that's really where I'm at. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. And and Dwayne, some nepotism at work here apparently. Uh, hey, however I get the gig, I'll take it. Um, it's called networking. So I've been doing networking. <laughs> Hashtag. So I've been doing drive-through shows. Gosh, I think since um, I want to say 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. It feels like a lot longer than five years, but my gosh, five years even then, it's a long time. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been the uh, the guest host du jour uh, for a long time, um, which was always a lot of fun. Always enjoyed it. Um, never really had a had a way to do it on the regular, but I think with this format and the way we've kind of stacked up with a lot of hosts, uh, it sure makes that a lot easier. So I work with Dovetail Software. I still live kind of at the intersection of process and technology. Um, and so that's probably what I'll focus on when we get together. Um, you know, probably looking at technology stacks and looking at you know, how practitioners can up their game a little bit with technology and process design. Uh, and if it's not that, it'll probably be uh, hockey shows. You know, and speaking as someone coming <laughs> from the home of the defending, reigning, undisputed Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. We're, we're going to do an HR Cluster bucket show uh, sooner rather than later. Um, cool. Um, so, Robin, kind of, I'll throw it back to you, I guess. Um, first of all, I th- this show is this show is relatively unscripted. I think today we're going to try to talk through a little bit about beyond what we may gonna maybe going going to focus on. But uh Robin, uh again, just as a host, I know you've been we're on every week, but tell folks what you do and mm-hmm. probably what your area is. Mhm. So uh yeah, I've been um you know, kind of like everybody, I always feel like I've been part of the drive through family forever. Um from way back in the day listening and guest hosting and being a guest and all that sort of thing. And um and joined you, Mike, in September, October, I think it was, um, this past year to start uh, co-hosting with you. And mm-hmm. um, I am um, still at my heart uh, really a uh, a practitioner. I do fulfill a in-house practitioner role for my, my organization, Strio Consulting, um, but also get to do um, client-facing work as well. And so, you know, when I look at the conversations that I like to have on drive through um, uh, you know, and especially as we have the four of us kind of going into different areas, this is going to be super cool. Um, I like to have the conversations with the people that are doing the work. I mean, I like to talk to everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to, I, I love talking to the tech vendors and, and uh, you know, recruiting and all those sorts of things, but um, bread and butter HR um, what's happening, sometimes the unglamorous, unsexy parts of HR um, that don't get a lot of conversation um, are, the, are the things that I, I think are important for our listeners um, to have a chance to, to hear and to chime in on. So that's where I see my um, my part of the conversations continuing is, is really that that pipe, that path. Yeah, and, and so and I think I think the, the format isn't formally or you know I guess formally hashed out yet completely, but I think we're going to go to something that will look like maybe a Tuesday Thursday, uh, so maybe two episodes a week, two hosts and guests as we as we've been doing you know covering a specific topic, and then I think about once a month uh, the four hosts are going to get together. And do a show like we're doing today, which this one is more to just as a kickoff and a little bit of a discussion about the reboot. But I think we also want to talk about some um, 
you know, timely topics, uh, not not only with guests but amongst ourselves. So, and, and we don't we didn't really have a script for today, but I know one of the things that happened on drive through during one of the reboots that we did a while back, with, I think with William and Crystal, was same 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 old problem, different news stories. Was the mass shootings in the workplace that are, that happened this last week, and kind of our whole I don't want to get into a political show, but um, so I don't know, like. I was in a, I was at a wedding out in Montana, so I was in one of the most beautiful places on earth at at, at a super happy event when I read about the, I saw an alert pop up my phone about another shooting at, at a Walmart store, and it just literally took my breath away. It was so so disheartening to hear after the after the California shooting had happened earlier. And it just I'm uh, I'm literally because I'm sitting at home and the uh, watching the local news here on the background um, in Baton Rouge, and there's a scroll coming across the bottom that there's an active shooter reported at a Walmart here in town right now. Oh, Jesus. Wow. So. That's crazy. And, and it just, yeah. and I was going to say, and it just seems like something that we can't get a handle on, and certainly it's its much bigger than an HR issue, but, I, you know, so like, I, I, I mean, Dwayne, you wrote something really good on Facebook the other day. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I gave this some thought. You know, it's, it's one of those that... Um, there's there's so many voices that come out and say, well, I think it's video games, or I think it's this, I think it's mental health, I think it's guns, the laws, and and it's kind of so the the nerd in me goes back to you know it's it's the, the process equation y equals f of x right it's an output of a whole lot of inputs working together. It's not just gun laws, it's not just video games, it's not movies, like it's it's our society, it's all the different pieces, and and as long as we're arguing about which which one piece of our society this problem really is, they will never get on to solutions. Um, so, you know, we have to acknowledge that all of these pieces go into it. I mean, even the stuff that, that you really like about our world, yeah, that's part of it too. And, and maybe it makes it better, maybe it makes it worse, but it's still part of it. Um, so, you know, thoughts and prayers aren't a strategy. But you have to change the inputs if you want to change the output. That's just how things work. And, and at this point, I don't think any of us have the right to say, it's not this. This isn't part of it. It's all part of it. And, well, I, and so it's a, you know, change the input if we want to change the output. And, and I hope we're at the point where we want to change that. Well, I don't know if you guys have looked at this. First of all, I agree with what you're saying, Wayne. But, but I, don't, I don't know what you guys have thought through this. But it's one, I sort of feel like Walmart's under attack. There was a thing in in El Paso, it really does. And, and yeah, yeah, and then like Roanoke yesterday, Roanoke, Mississippi, Texas, and, and Walmart yeah. because of a bond thing, and now there's Mississippi and and Baton Rouge, like it's so I, I I mean not picking on Walmart at all, I kind of just look at that and go if I'm a Walmart employee, like am I am I feeling comfortable about going into work, and mm-hmm. you know are we at a point in our workplace evolution where we really need to be doing more training around um, this this kind of I don't even know what you call it, terroristic safety. Um, it, I don't know, but, but I've got to imagine that all Walmart employees are pretty, feeling pretty impacted by this, and it's probably messing with their mental health. So as a lawyer, yeah. like, what do we need to do? Yeah. Schools do active shooter drills. And we're teaching our children yeah. how to avoid getting shot weather in school. We need to do that in the workplace too. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's getting to that point, yeah. Well, I, I and, you know, when I when I worked very recently for the second go-round um, in the casino industry, um, it, you know, that was that was sort of um, 
obviously, you know, security left, right, and center, and very a, a very secure place. Like I, I probably felt more secure there than anywhere because everything's on camera and there's security guards all over. But um, you know, within that industry, you know, for years and years and years, um, there's this. You know, we didn't necessarily call it terrorist training, but it was kind of. Um, you know, what would happen, we didn't even necessarily call it active shooter training until recently, but what would happen if there was a, a breach of security type of thing? And so obviously the security staff in particular, but even, you know, general employees were given some sort of, you know, basic training um, around what to do and, and how to handle situations. And, ugh, you just hate, you hate that to be kind of like the first, thing that people get when they're joining yeah. your company, but, you know, it's part of it's the reality. You think of a Walmart, some Walmarts, certainly they're so huge, and and depending on what's happening, it's, it is a gathering place. It's, you know, thousands, potentially thousands of people mm-hmm. there. So. Yeah, any, if you're just looking any, for a mass of humanity, that's a good place to find them. Yeah, for sure. Um, about a year ago, um, I got a text from my son while I was at a meeting somewhere, and it said, uh, it basically said active shooter incident going down at Nicole's school. And Nicole is my, my son's wife, my daughter-in-law, and she's a junior high school principal in Indiana. And she was in, it was in the morning, on a, you know, like on a Wednesday morning or something, and she she got a, a tip from the police that there could be something about to happen at her school and was asked to use outdoor uh, cameras system that they have to lock down the school, lock the doors and monitor the, the camera feeds in her office. And she wound up being on the phone with police officers while this young man who was 15 years old approached the school with guns and some pipe bombs and was trying to get in the back door. And she was able to tell the police where he was and they, they came in and, uh, they tried to apprehend him, but he, he shot back, and so he was he was killed. The original tip came from this young man's mother. Had she not made maybe the most difficult call of her life, you know, a lot, a lot worse could have happened. But it was so – I mean, I, I almost fell over off the chair when I saw active, you know, active shooter because, you know, these, these stories yeah. that we've had this past weekend and over and over and over and over again. And it, and it, and it was just it was just a meeting. You know, I was just minding my own business, and it was it – was, it scared me more, probably more than anything else that's ever happened to me in my life, and it seems like it can happen at, at any minute. Thank goodness that one, because they had plans in place. To your point, Dwayne, they had plans in place, and they were able to, you know, they were able to kind of, you know, not have something really terrible happen, even though the young man's death was very unfortunate. He needed help, uh, but it, you know, that was the only thing that kept it from being a, a, another one of this long list of disasters that we've experienced. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I well, and then I, you know, I think of the work that that Crystal does, you know, with uh, you know, working on a branding and and employers and companies telling their story and what it's like to work here and that sort of thing. And there's got to be, you know, you think about that, especially certain industries um, where where people are more potentially more at risk for some sort of violence. You know, the the the, the convenience store. Folks, you know, I'm working at 7-Eleven, and uh, you know, just statistically, I have a greater likelihood of being a victim of a robbery or something. I mean, uh, you know, how how do how do companies tell? You know, at that at that recruitment phase, you're you have to be real with what that job entails. 
and what that work environment is like. And that that's got to be hard to do then. You know, we want you to come and, and, and here's this customer service environment. Oh, but, you know, statistically, if somebody does their research, they know that it can be a potentially dangerous workplace. Yeah, so I think there's there's a few things. Like, so I think <laughs> I think that when there are industries that are dangerous, we know what those industries are, right? Like, we know if you're going into public safety, there's a, an element of risk there. We know if you're working at a prison, there's an element of risk there. Um, hey, Michael, because of the background noise, do you mind muting when you're not talking, please? Um, we, we know that because you know, there are so many different potentials for high school teachers and I mean, all kinds of things. Like, we know where there's risk. And and so I think workers in those industries have a pretty good idea. You know if you're going to be a journeyman that you're climbing up, you know, 200-foot poles, that yeah. you may fall and die, right? Those are things that are known. The problem here is that we're getting into when do we have to start expecting the unknown to be known, right? Like no one goes to work and thinks, I'm going to get blown up today. I'm going to get shot today. I'm going to have to save other people from getting shot today when they're not working in public service, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just not something that you, you expect. Certainly not when you're a cashier making less than $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. So at what point as employers do we have an obligation to look at this and say the world around us is shifting in a violent manner? And, right. and maybe it's still considered to be a small percentage of risk or whatever, but you know, I look at the number of days in the year, and we have more sh- more shootings in the United States, more mass shootings in the United States than we have days in the year, and this is not the first year in the row that that's the case, and go, okay, we need to look at trends, and we need to look at how to help mentally prepare our employees before something happens, and then we need to look at the level of support that needs to be given to them after something happens. And it's not just going to be at the locations, you know, um, where this stuff happens. Sorry, Walmart, you're probably going to need to get counseling to all of your employees because they're all going to recognize that could have just as easily been me. Yep. So what do we do? I mean, and it's a big, it's a big problem. And, and not to be all controversial, but this is where I would expect organizations like SHRM to step up and say, we need to lead that conversation and I don't, I don't see that. Do you? Uh, I certainly haven't seen any of that. Um, I think that no. from from the what little I've seen, it's kind of a okay, yeah, that happened, but like in this particular case, so that's that's kind of Walmart's problem. That's not everybody. That's not Target's problem. That's not TJ Maxx's problem. That's Walmart's problem to go handle. Whereas to your point, like yeah, the Walmart employees feel that. I'm sure the Target employees feel it. The people who work in retail that see these things that now look at their work environment, and I'm surrounded by hundreds of people mm-hmm. every day. If someone's looking to do damage, like I'm in a prime area. And, it, you know, when it happens in El Paso, you know, it could just as easily happen in, in Roanoke or, you know, Baton Rouge or St. Louis or wherever. So there's yep. not a it, – it's no longer a, well, I work in downtown Chicago, so I have to expect there's some sort of risk. No, it, it, that's not part of the equation anymore. Um and it's a it's a sobering thought, you know. I'm, I, I as I sit here and think, like I've never worked in a job where I thought, based on the kind of job I was doing, that that I would ever be put at risk. But when I look at it through this filter, 
I can think of a lot of times that I've worked in those kinds of environments and it would have never occurred to me and I would have had any idea what to do because no one ever taught me. And, and it's, I, I think when you pair that with workplace demographics, like who are the people who are working in these jobs, a lot of times you're talking about you know, people who are semi-retired or who are still in high school. And it's, a, it's, it's really sobering to think about the demographics of the people who are, who are going to be tasked with the safety of, frankly, the public that are in those buildings when something happens. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really sobering. And, yeah, there's, there's not an easy answer for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, let me do a quick, uh, a quick a reboot on the reboot show here. We, um, <laughs> we've got uh, about nine minutes left and uh, want to give a thanks and a shout-out to our uh, show sponsor, Q Inc. That's um, Q-U-E. Inc. Um, so thanks to them for being a, a sponsor of Drive Through HR. And um, about nine minutes left. Not sure if Mike is um, getting ready to drop off because I know his his flight is going to start boarding soon. Still there, Mike? I'm here, but I'm Maybe. in line at on Comfort Plus. So I'm here, but in line. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys talk the show out. So thanks everyone, and see you next week. Bye. Okay. Wonderful. Ah, the beauties of live radio, right? Comfort sounds so nice, but Comfort Plus, gosh, that sounds fancy. (laughs) That's too too fancy. That's fancy. So I want to circle back and kind of end this topic out so we don't have to talk the entire time about shootings. But but I think what I've taken from this last week is that as as HR, for whatever organization you're in, like, I think we've recognized now, like, crazy, and this is going to sound kind of silly, but crazy doesn't follow a blueprint. Crazy doesn't follow logic. And, and none of us are really immune. And so even though, you know, you may not work at Walmart, like, sitting down with your employees, you know, giving them the opportunity to talk about their fears at work, um, even if yeah. it's in an individual environment, it's probably a really smart idea as is making sure that you have a communicated crisis plan. Um, Because if and when something does happen, like the chances of people being able to be safe go up exponentially if they already know what they're supposed to do. So to Dwayne's earlier point, that's why schools do these drills. And and maybe that's just something that needs to be part of our reality in the work environment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it's interesting because the – um, you know, workplace violence conversation or the concept of somebody coming in and, and shooting up the workplace has tended to be, um, and, and while there have been bigger ones, it's a lot of it's been kind of the smaller scale one. I, I, I mean, there's so many, but the one that sticks in my mind was maybe February, March, I think, of this year. And there was, because it was a, there was an HR intern, remember that one? It was, a, yep. it was outside of Chicago, and it, it was like it was a termination discussion, and the the individual was being terminated. You know, they they did everything right from an HR standpoint because it was like the HR manager, the HR intern who was there on his first day, and I think this employee's manager. I think there were three of them, and the you know that's what we're used to, had been used to hearing about, horrible, awful. You know, but it's kind of in this confined office setting, and there's for a particular reason. And 
So I think historically HR folks um, and the toolkits, if, if you will, that SHRM, as an example, has provided have been sort of around that sort of scenario. Oh, what to do, you know, never meet with somebody yeah. alone, have security there, blah, blah, blah. And now we've gone into this whole and, – and, and that, of course, was traumatic enough for anybody yeah. else in that workplace. And now we've gone into these huge – yeah, you know, this, this – this monolithic organization um, just with uh, an industry and you're right. And people stopping to think about what it could, it, it, it's the whole, it could happen anywhere. Um, but I think mm-hmm. we're starting to see more people saying, uh, cause I, I just saw a lot of this feedback over the weekend from, you know, people commenting on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever of, man, I'm like, I'm to the point where I'm afraid. And I don't think they were blowing smoke. You know, I'm afraid to go to the grocery store get my groceries because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know it's like paralyzing um and it yeah, was somebody then stop living you know yeah and you yeah. put on top of that the fact that you know even if you, you know you make a good uh, a good point about hr like we're taught to do these things we're taught how to control the situation to make sure people are safe how to do all those different pieces but that's when you're planning ahead for an event that's going to take place later in the day and, yeah. and I think that realistically, you know, we talk yeah. about, you know, active shooter situations and how do we make sure people are well prepared. But the fact of the matter is, like, it, it, it doesn't matter how many times you read about what you're supposed to do or think about what you're supposed to do. You know, it's the, 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 the your um, adrenaline kicks in, right, and your system takes over, and it doesn't matter how much you've thought about it. You're in fight or flight mode, and you're going to instinctively react to either run um, or lock up. And we're dealing with, you know, these huge civilian populations that haven't been trained how to deal with these things, so they don't have the mm-hmm. innate reactions. And we've even seen it with some of the, some of the schools where, you know, the, the security officer, the person who's there who's supposed to be protecting these kids, lock up. Because yeah. as much as you train for it, you never think you're actually going to be in that situation. And, and unfortunately, there's, there's, there's no way to truly prepare somebody for that. Yeah. Not easily, anyway. No. I don't know what I would do, well, on, that's for sure. <laughs> on that fun note, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think uh, to, to Michael's earlier point, we are still sort of fleshing out formats and stuff. You know, I, I'm going to be doing my shows on Wednesdays for the most part when we're not doing group shows because that's what works for me. But I know that we also want to hear what works for you um, as listeners. So that's where our Facebook page comes in. If you haven't been on our Facebook page, we do have one. You know, just put drive through HR in the search box and you should pop up. Um, we'd love to hear from you either in a message or a post on things that you want to know about. And, and if you want to be a guest, feel free to shoot us that information too. But we're here to serve not just ourselves, but also serve you. So let us know what you're thinking so we can make sure it gets covered. Yep. And if we don't love, get suggestions, love, love. we may just end up doing shows of acapella love songs just singing for half an hour. Uh, there's always two real well, as I recall. <laughs> Stranger things have happened on this show, so you know that's, that's <laughs> for sure. For sure, that's, that could work. That could work for sure. So, uh, so Rob, this was a this was see this uh, this is why I love doing kind of the unscripted lives. Who would have thought we would have spent almost thirty minutes talking about? I, I mean, a really good topic and a topic mm-hmm. for conversation. Did we solve anything? Uh, no. no. Okay. 
No, I mean we're not no. going to solve this, right? But like I, I think oh, sure. no, of course. there are things that we can look at, though. I mean, there are patterns, right? And I, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm kind of a pattern nut, and so I try to find patterns and themes and things. And and I wish this were like a fun theme or pattern. It's not, but the reality is like these shooters that are going into large consumer areas or large public areas um, to to shoot people and kill them. You know, they're looking for. Um, to some extent, they're looking for exposure, right? And so I think the more public you are as a company, the, you know, the large, if you're working in a gigantic office building that's not a closed campus, um, you know, if you are work for a big consumer brand, you know, those kind of things, you have to kind of look at that and go, okay, we have an elevated risk simply by virtue of who we are. And then I think, you have a responsibility to do something about it. And you can't protect everyone from, from everything, right? You can't keep something from happening, but you certainly can plan for it. And you can make sure that people know, like, in the event, here's what you do. Here's the best that you can do to be safe, right? And that might be mm-hmm. you need to install some locks on your doors, right? Like, I don't know. Every workplace is different, but, but you, you can plan. <laughs> yep. You can look and see if you fall in that elevated risk category. Good thoughts. Well, we're down to uh, about the last 30 seconds or so, so um, thanks to everybody for joining us this week on on, uh, on Drive3HR, our reboot of Drive3HR, as Crystal said. Check our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, watch for updates, let us know what you're thinking, what you want to talk about, and um, watch for uh, updates on our upcoming shows. So adios, Mike, who's already off uh, off the line. This is Robin saying goodbye. You guys say goodbye. Goodbye, all. Glad to be back. See you, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 You hang up first.